Welcome, Welcome to, to the Podcast. I am your host, not not Christian Blad. Blad. <laughs> we have commandeered the pirate ship, so to speak, and been tasked with <laughs> the starship. The star. Oh, nice. We have taken over the starship, right? And uh, Christian has asked us to host, to guest host, a yeah. podcast that we are already on. So this is basically the episode where we alienate all the people that listen because of Dennis Miller? Is that what this Nothing is? Nothing but liberal viewpoints and fucking... <laughs> I'm with her. Yeah. Hillary should have won. Uh, no, we won't do that to you guys. But Christian asked us specifically because of the baby, Lucy. God forbid. Heaven forbid he have a fucking baby. How yeah, dare he have a baby? What's with him? Stupid. Uh, to to host this episode. Now, I think this is the first episode Christian has never hosted. I think he's wow. on every single episode. Yeah, what I would imagine so. But I mean, it's called the Black Cast. Yeah, yeah. But wow, that's a so this what is a pretty honor. special episode. I think so. Right, two hundred and something, something, something. Past, present, future hour. What if we only kept it to like five minutes and just handed it? You're like, here you go, Christian. We all right. Made five minute episode. And <laughs> there there you, go. you go. We got really fucked up, and uh, that's all we managed to uh, to do. I I. Uh, I did that once with Brandy Glanville because I produce her show and uh, we do what's called drinking and tweeting sometimes. We've only done two of these. Mm-hmm. Well, she has a book called Drinking and Tweeting. So she's like, I want to do that as a podcast. Like have some drinks, get a little tipsy and like do Twitter stuff. I was like, great. First time we did it. Awesome. Mm-hmm. No problem. I drove home. It's great. Like didn't get too much. Second time I did it, I blacked out and woke up <laughs> on the couch oh, no. at her house at 530 in the morning. And I was like, what the fuck? And there was like a blanket over me. And I was like, Oh man, and I went home and I listened back to like two plus hours of material that we recorded and I was like, oh, we're so drunk. Like we called our parents. We did a whole bunch of things. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's intense. <laughs> I mean, I remember, I remember like those things and uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun, but boy, I never want to do that again. So we're not going to get fucked up like that on this one. We've got coffee. The opposite. It's like the opposite <laughs> of that. We can get really jacked up. Which I'm already fucking cranked. Reminds me of my very favorite Futurama episode, Mm -hmm. which is the episode where everybody gets the refund and Fry spends his on 300 coffees. And then when he has his (laughs) 300th coffee, he goes into like super speed mode and saves everybody. It's like my favorite fucking thing. I love that show. Like, I think that shit is genius. Uh, I forgot about that episode. Was that one of the original ones or when it came back to Comedy Central? That was one of the originals. Like. To me, the two best episodes were in the originals. Jurassic Park, the uh-huh. one about Seymour, which okay. just like breaks your heart. Uh-huh. Like, if, yeah, anybody who owns a dog or loves dogs, this is like that episode. Look it up. Mm-hmm. It's amazing, super evocative. It's all about Fry's old dog, Seymour. Yeah. And it's just, like, definitely tears me up, like, every time. Yeah. And then, obviously, the, the refund one I love. Yeah, just because of that one part. I haven't so seen that good. show in forever. I forgot <laughs> that they brought it back, like, finally successfully, and then, like, nobody really cared. I mean, it was on for like four, four, three, four seasons it on was? Comedy Central. Yeah, they were shorter oh. seasons. Okay, but they were good. They had their, they had some, some good stuff. It's okay. basically like, it's interesting because it wasn't like a Family Guy where it's like, you know, sometimes people forget that Family Guy only mm-hmm. had like originally two seasons, and it was right. like this cult thing. Yeah, and that's when I owned the seasons. I know, I DVD. had all the DVDs. Like, oh man, I got all three seasons yeah. of this show. It's fucking hilarious, yeah. especially in Boston. You can't imagine how much people loved that shit. They're like, oh, yeah. he talks like us. <laughs> it's wicked cool. <laughs> uh, and then, 
Yeah, but then now that's been on for how many years since oh, it came God. back? Like 19 over 10? seasons, yeah, I think, like, now. come on. That's ridiculous. It's nuts. And that, so, uh, topic-wise, we're talking about cartoons. There's only one thing that Christian tasked me with sharing on this episode. So I guess we'll just we'll, we'll, we'll start there and see where it takes us. Uh, Pure you, journalism. If, hit that important point yes, first. <laughs> exactly. It's like that movie, the Steven Spielberg one, The Post. I got a, <laughs> I got a breaking story about journalism. It, Hard-hitting I haven't seen it president yet. Stuff. I want to, but I'm kind of like, uh, they already did a movie about like it's the putting the news out to Watergate. It is like literally the prequel to Watergate. First, I'm sure, and I know it's it's super interesting, and I'm sure it's a fascinating movie. Mm-hmm. But in my mind, I'm like, I've seen Spotlight, so I've seen right. the best good, news good story movie that's ever happened. <laughs> it's like, good. <clears throat> it's certainly nothing to like. When I left, I wasn't like, "Fucking Spielberg's back," you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. like, and they made it in <clears throat> like from from start to finish nine months. Wow. And he did it. While he was in post on Ready Player One, because that shit takes forever, that he's like, oh, I'll just do this other movie real quick. <laughs> and he was like, it just so happened that everybody's schedules, like, somehow Meryl Streep, Tom Hanks, everyone was, like, available. So he's like, well, let's fucking do it. I'm pretty sure anybody's team, agents or otherwise, would be like, oh, it's Steven Spielberg. We're clearing your schedule for it. But I'm supposed to be in Arrested Development. Yeah, fuck. No, you're not going to do that. You're going to do the Spielberg movie. So there's, like, tons of cool actors in it. But it's interesting. But, like, the la- like spoiler alert. <laughs> the last scene of the movie is like there's a break-in at the Watergate building. You know what I mean? You're like, oh shit! Oh, oh I know what that oh, is. I know what that oh, is. Oh, Iron Man's there too. He's gonna show up at the end. Nick Fury fucking comes in. Well, Rody, well, Rody, well. President Rody. Nixon. <laughs> Rody's spine is getting fused. <laughs> oh, it's so it's but it's okay. So my 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 investigative journalism story, which is not at all remotely that, is I got really high. On New Year's. Yeah. And you were here. Christian was not here because he had a baby and a I, sick child. I was definitely an influence on why you got high. Probably more Natasha. It was, fairness. well, it was the, it was, it was the three, it was you, Natasha, one of Rachel's friends. And then Rachel and I were like, yeah, fuck it. Like, why not? So yeah. like, we just went downstairs and first of all, marijuana and I mm-hmm. are, don't have a great track record. I keep trying it, waiting. And I think like. I'm going to have to plan, like, the time where I can just, like, there's nothing to do. There's not that many people around me. There's nothing to worry about. So I can try to just, like, have and relax into the experience mm-hmm. because that's something that you guys were telling me eventually. Yeah. But there was, there, was all, there was not that many people here. We were hosting a small gathering here at my apartment between Rachel and I, who's my girlfriend for anybody who's listening who doesn't know. I mean, I think I've talked vaguely about her on this podcast before, but... That's Man. her name. Yeah. Well, this is the official this announcement. Is the, the official announcement. This is the official oh, black announcement. Black announcement. Ding 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 ding. ding. <laughs> yeah, we don't have the fucking bell. I wish we had the bell. It makes Dave less scared though, so that's probably a good thing. He's a little worried about how boisterous we're getting. How loud we get. As soon as we go, welcome to the black He's like, what are you guys yelling at? Uh so so we go downstairs to go outside to smoke, cause like uh I think it was Rachel's friend. I was like, is it cool if we smoke in your apartment? And I was like, no, I don't really want to have that in here. Just because it's like, yeah. it sticks. And I'm like, eh, the dog's in here. I don't, you know. There's plenty. Well, put, it's, And Katie lives here too. She was gone. I didn't want her to come sure. back. And, but more than anything, I think it's better to take it outside just because it makes everybody who doesn't want to smoke, like, uncomfortable. And they get up, Because the thing of, uh, about marijuana smoke is like, it smells really gross. It smells it's like very strong, but it's, yeah. So if some people not, love that smell. Yeah. Well, if, if you smoke weed, right. you're like, oh, yeah. reminiscence. Highness. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, 
if you don't, you're like, oh, what the? Who shat their pants? <laughs> so it does smell like skunk. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just saying. I, I think, in fairness to to all the rest of the guests, of course, it, it was the polite thing. I, to do. Yeah. Plus, personally, I enjoy something about the like, oh, let's go out. We'll have mm-hmm. a little powwow outside. Yeah. You know, it's a it's a session. Right. It becomes like a thing. We had our little that '70s show circle outside. Yeah, exactly. I think you <laughs> would maybe do well in a situation where it was just maybe the four of us right mm-hmm. us and our respective ladies yes and we just something during the day and then just put on your uh some of your vinyls man there you go some like george harrison or something mellow <laughs> exactly and just like kick back right and, think, and then have a conversation yeah <clears throat> i'm a little unique in this way yeah I'm the guy who gets really high and then talks about like metaphysics and shit. See, that's interesting to me. The thing that happened. So, okay. I'll walk people through it. Christian thinks this is hilarious. And I was like, it's just, it's just cause I don't do it that often. And it was like one of these things where I was like, Oh my God. So we, there was only seven of us total. Two guests came later and they were being a little like weird and rude. And so we step outside and I take two hits on this joint, both Rachel and I, two hits. That's it come upstairs and as soon as i hit the top of the stairs at my little apartment building i was like oh fuck like <laughs> it just hit me like so hard and i remember like looking at you and i was like i'm high already like it's like it's never happened that fast it usually yeah. takes a while where i'm like oh, i'm fine and then i'll have a little bit more of the edible or smoke a little bit more and then i get super fucked because it hits me like an hour later and i'm like i took too much <laughs> uh, <laughs> so it hit me really fast and then i was like ah oh, shit and then i was like i can't I can't pay attention to anything. And I was like losing focus because there were friends of Rachel's that were here. I didn't want to make a bad impression. So I didn't want to be like loud and rambunctious or like say anything too stupid. So I got like in my head a little bit. And I remember standing in the apartment with you and you were talking about a Nicolas Cage thing or something. I don't know if you were talking <laughs> about something. And I was standing like staring at you, listening to you and thinking to myself like, I don't remember what he just said like fucking five seconds right before this. Like, and it was like that on repeat. So I remember like when that was all over, I was like, I, I have no idea what we just talked about. <laughs> and you're like, it's fine. It was a bullshit thing anyway. And I was like, no, but I, I don't like this feeling of not being able to remember what you just said to me. And it also feels like three hours have passed and I feel like I've been standing here forever and it's probably only been like five minutes, maybe. And then we came into the kitchen and I was like, oh shit. And you and Natasha were like, it's fine, just relax. And I was like, I can't. <laughs> and you were like, why? And I was like, because there's people here. And I'm kind of like hosting this little thing. And you're like, oh, just relax into it. Don't think about it. And I'm like, but I can't do that because I'm thinking about how it's not super enjoyable. <laughs> and now I'm stuck in my head about how worried I am about it. And I can't remember anything that's happening 10 seconds after it just happened. So I was just like wandering around like, what, 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 what? So we sit down to finish playing our round, our, our like six hour long round of the game That's What She Said, which is a, a card which, game I bought. I just got to say this about that game real yeah. quick. That was not a game of who had the funniest answer. Right. It was whose answer got the reader the most attention. Like yeah. I felt like that was a competition because everybody would like wait until everyone was quiet. and like, now I will read the cards. Yeah. Everyone listen to me. <laughs> and it was just like, oh, okay. Uh, there was an interesting vibe there at the party. And I... And, and, uh, I'm sure that was part of it. If it was filled with nothing but people I felt like safe with that I could look like an idiot in front of Mm. probably would have been a little different, but I didn't want to be embarrassing in front of 
Rachel's friends. Yeah, it was 90% her friends and then Natasha and I. Yeah. Who are like friends with Rachel right. as well, but right. clearly we are your friends. Which well, was she, funny because there was multiple occasions where it was like her friends seemed to have forgotten that. Yeah. Because they'd be talking about you. They'd be like, always very positive. Right. Be like, oh, he's so cool. Like, he's really nice in front of us. And then we'd be like, yeah. And it's like, oh, his friends are right here. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, yeah. You, and you can vouch for him. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I agree that he's a nice guy. I also enjoy his company. Um, oh, God. So, like, I remember. And I also didn't want, like, Rachel thinking I was stupid. Like, I don't know. Like, I, it's still, you know, we've only been dating for a couple months now. Paranoia is literally a effect of weed. So yes. all of those feelings you had were totally like right in line Real. with yeah, the yeah. way things work. And so I remember, but I remember when I knew that it was fine uh, as I looked over at her and she was like like wide-eyed like looking at me and I was like, kind of gave her the same look like <laughs> that like, uh, and she just makes like a cutting motion across her neck like this. Like she's like, I'm so done. And I was like, I'm super high. Like we're mouthing this too and she's like, I'm and then she's like, I feel really nauseous. And I was like, oh, shit. And then once I knew that she and I were like on the same level, I, I relaxed a little bit because I knew that I wasn't like making a fool of yourself. Yeah, well, and also that like it wasn't affecting me the most and everybody else could vibe with it. And I yeah. was the only one that was like, ah, like spinning out of control. Yeah. You turn yeah. into Pee Wee and you take us. Ah, ah. Yeah. Now I got a two cup in a theater. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now I gotta joke. You're going to the theater. Uh, no. So, so then, but so then, we hung out and we finished the game that I feel like in my mind lasted for multiple hours. It was the only game that we played all yeah. night. Midnight came and went, and I think you guys probably left at like maybe twelve thirty. No, we left like almost one. One o'clock. Yeah, it was pretty okay. close. To one. Okay. So you guys left at one. Everybody kind of left around the same time, and then. But so after midnight, there was this feeling. The other feeling I had when I was sitting there and we were playing the game was like, and in the nicest way possible, but I think because I was like overwhelmed and didn't know what to do with it, I was like, I kind of just wish everyone would go and I could go to sleep. You know what I mean? Because I was just like, I need yeah. to just like you just <laughs> power like, down okay. and figure out what's happening. So then midnight came and I was like, oh shit, I got to keep, keep it together so I can continue trying to host this thing or whatever. And then once everybody left about one o'clock, uh, two of her friends crashed because they were to I we, they should not have driven so they stayed and we like put on Moana and like immediately I was like I fell asleep yeah and the next day like I would rather be hung over like with alcohol than this very strange feeling of like weed hangover which a lot of people say like it's like getting drunk without the hangover every single time I've gotten high I strongly disagree mm -hmm. the next day after I get high I feel like a little disconnected in some way, like my brain is a little oh, yeah. distant from my For body sure. and For I'm sure. very just like, I don't really want to do anything mm -hmm. like all day today. And we didn't like, we played a game. She and I, it was, that was new year's day. She and I were, she was just here. It was just the two of us. And we just like, we drank some leftover champagne, played a game, ate food, nice. watched TV. But I was just like, I guess my life is usually like, go, 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 go. So I have a difficult time maybe with a substance that's like forces you to basically like take a chill pill take it literally. easy yeah like a literal yeah. chill pill yeah so i was just like they have actually marijuana mm. in capsule form oh do they yeah i've taken um jordan peele used to buy them all the time from natasha's old shop oh really yeah he used to come in and buy the capsules that was like his go-to thing huh so it's like you just pop a edible. little pill like it's like a little regular like a tylenol type looking right, thing right. and then it's got thc in it so huh. that does, how strong does the job 
strong enough. Like I, I did them uh, on my buddy's bachelor party because okay. he's like super straight edge. Okay. Um, he did them too. No. Oh. I did that. Oh, you because in it was secret. his bachelor party. Ah. Yeah, kind of in secret because okay. it was just like he's not he against smoking weed. Like I've smoked weed in front of him a bunch of times, and yeah. he's just like okay. Yeah. Uh, but he doesn't like it, and it was his bachelor party, and I was trying to like. He's very like. I love this kid. Is uh, it's my friend Lance. Um, he lives down in Orange County, uh-huh. and he's just like a great kid. He was the the goalie on my hockey team in college, mm-hmm. and like we became like really good friends freshman year. And he's just like the uh, sweetest guy, and I've forgotten where I was going. Oh no, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're high right now. Yeah, what did you say? Oh, ten seconds. Super to... No. Um, what was I talking about? The pills. Yeah. Oh, pills. Yeah. So we were on his uh, bachelor party and yeah. I just like, it was me, his brother, our friend Pierce, and then like some other friends of his. Mm. And like, I get along well with Pierce, obviously, like the three of us lived together in college uh, for like a semester. But like the other people were just so dry and nobody wanted to do anything like really interesting. It was like the, the craziest feature of this bachelor party, which featured zero drinking. Okay. Was zip lining. Oh, Cat, uh, Catalina. And okay. it was just like, woo. Woo. and it, I had fun. I enjoyed hanging out with my friend, but I'm just like, this was my first bachelor party okay. that I'd been on. Okay. And I was just like, this is really setting the bar low. Yeah. Like, this is anything not, would be better than this. Yeah. And I just wanted him to have a good time. And he seemed like he was more interested in all of us, like just chilling out. So my thing was <laughs> I popped those pills before we went also partly because we were going on a, um, a ferry and mm-hmm. I, get seasick so ah, easy okay so i was like this will help make me feel good make keep me in a good mood right. when we're doing all these like let's stand around and chill and yeah. it's like i can either be incredibly bored or that can be exactly what i want to do right right <laughs> let's go with option b yeah so yeah um that's the one time i i used those because okay. and it was definitely like i got the buzz but it's nothing miss major it wasn't like I, obviously i was very functional because yeah. the idea was i was trying not to seem like baked in front of my friend right um but yeah i was surprised how much how strong two hits on a joint hit me it was called disney og was the name of yeah. this where they come up with these fucking weed names i have no who who is there a guy in a fucking this is actually like a suit in a I, laboratory that natasha like raves about okay so there are a bunch of weed strains that like are just the regular thing right and then there are things like disney og which is probably some other very regular strain yeah that somebody was just like nobody's gonna want to buy uh headband yeah. we'll call it disney og uh, they literally just fucking name it something new at the okay. shop so that idiots are like disney? oh shit oh, i like mickey mouse i'll buy this i mean that was kind of my thinking and rachel loves disney and her friend was like i got this weeds disney og and we were like fucking yeah let's do it mm-hmm. yes that's a great idea for sure i've bought a uh, weed that was called bob marley before just because it was like of oh, course called bob marley. Yeah, <laughs> we gotta get it yeah Ooh. my favorite weed that I, uh that i used to get flower was uh this stuff called church Okay. It was actually really close to here over on like uh, Magnolia. Mm-hmm. It was like this really, like, like almost no signs and you just like go in and it was like this collective thing. But it was this like purpley flower and yeah. it was kind of sativa, which is like an uplifting type right. thing. And I used to like smoke it and I swear to God, it was so weird because it was called church. I don't know if that uh, had like a subliminal effect, uh-huh. but I would just like every time I would hit it, I'd get super creative. I'd feel really good right. getting this like very not ethereal but like 
effervescent yeah. attitude. And right. I was just like, going to church, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they should have ones for, let's not be discriminatory. Let's have synagogue. Let's have mm-hmm. mosque. Let's have whatever. Whatever yeah. faith you are, we should have a weed strain just for you. Oh, yeah. To breed. I had a friend who gave me an edible that was like a honey straw. You know, those like honey sticks. Oh, yeah. It was that. And he said, if you really, really, it's like a day where you just want to be super creative and be up and write and get like a lot of stuff done. Because that's what I was talking to him about. This is a couple years ago. He's like, take this, but only a quarter at a time. Start with a quarter. And I was like, awesome. I'm mm-hmm. going to do this. This was back when I was married and Nicole was like gone doing something. And so I took a quarter of it like at 10 in the morning. And uh, I remember laying on my bed staring at my hand for... <laughs> I don't know how long. And I remember like talking to me and like, I was the opposite of what you said I was supposed to be. And I'm like, everyone's like, oh, it's sativa versus indica or whatever. It's like in the couch. And, what, and I was like, anything I've ever done has never made me particularly feel like up. Well, you also, I think what they're forgetting is that they have a thing called a tolerance. Right. And when you have no tolerance, <laughs> it doesn't matter what I you that's true. ingest. Yeah. You're just going to be like, I am Oh, fucked. shit. <laughs> like, yeah. My brain is not working. Yeah. I, it was, I remember just being like, oh my God. It was kind of fun because I was, weirdly enough, I was alone and there was nothing going on. So I didn't have to stress. So I wasn't worried and I was by myself. So, I, well, I was with Dave, but I remember taking him out for a walk and just being like, this is kind of cool, like walking the dog like that. And it wasn't something where I was like, you don't really lose your motor skills unless you're like fucking crazy high. But yeah. um, so it, <laughs> my experiences with this have never particularly been like great, but I always keep trying it. And I keep trying to say like, I need to try this in the right environment. And I did the hardest drug I've ever did with Molly. I did the hardest drug I ever did very recently, you, like really? last week. How was it? It was fucking intense. Okay. I, uh, I you smoked, don't have to name this. I'll, I'll tell you what it was. Okay. I smoked DMT. You did? Yeah. I've heard of this. Yeah. <laughs> and this is the chemical that your brain releases when you're when yeah. you're dead, right? Yeah. Or when uh, you die. When you're dying and, and like it's produced naturally in a lot of things. Um, and it's like super, super illegal. Yes. And it smelt like fucking old people, like mothballs. Oh, yeah. It was weird. We, we uh, like basically dabbed it. So like super heated up like a titanium part in a bong okay and then like place it to that so it instantly vaporizes because it's in these little like rocky crystally looking waxy type things okay and then you'd take a hit and for uh i only did basically one trip and the trips are super short okay. like i was back to earth in like five to seven minutes oh like, wow a hundred percent coherent ready to drive home wow in like 20 minutes that's quick that's how these things work like yeah even if you did a huge like a bunch of it it would only last maybe like 20 minutes okay. max. Yeah. Um, but fuck me, man. Like, I've tripped before, like, hallucinogens. Mm-hmm. And I actually, I find it um, a very cathartic experience oftentimes. Mm-hmm. Like, there's... I was uh, going to try mushrooms, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mushrooms are great uh, because, in my experience, if you have anything that you're really, like, bogged down on yeah. mentally, yeah. and maybe you're not even super aware of it, it'll come to the forefront when you're tripping and your mind will work through it or at least mine has in the past where it's like i'll finish that trip and i will feel like i have a better understanding maybe it's just that you know it sounds like that silly like, oh druggy bullshit right however there are theories that um a lot of human uh neurogenesis came when uh early man came out of 
like the ca- caverns after the ice age and yeah. he was eating the mushrooms. I read off that, the that yeah. a lot of our brain development is probably, it could potentially be the result of like yeah. trying. It's all obviously drugs. it's a theoretical cause they can't yeah. prove, but yeah, but you have to imagine that people over the years have eaten some crazy shit and it did not affect them in good ways. And some people died and some people, you know, like tripped or whatever. And they were like, let's write this down in our little 10 commandments stone palette. I once ate like almost a qu- uh, half an ounce of mushrooms and okay. I barely tripped. Half an ounce? Is that a lot? A uh, shitload. Oh. <laughs> so like a lot. A okay. Lot. Uh, that'll usually make people like trip balls. Usually like an eighth is enough to get you to trip balls. Okay. Um, so an ounce is eight eighths. Okay. <laughs> it's an eighth. Because That's a lot. it's an eighth of an ounce. Right. So a half ounce was like, you know, a, uh, four eighths. Four of those, essentially. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. And then I did another... Uh, he's like uh, last week too. And, mushrooms? Uh, yeah, we had, Natasha and I uh, rented an Airbnb just to, uh, as like an anniversary thing. And nice. the idea was we were going to do a little trip and uh-huh. just hang out and enjoy each other's company. Take a she, trip, do a trip. Yep. Where'd you? Where was this Airbnb? It was just over Sherman Oaks, like super close. Oh, nice. Yeah. Like a house or a yeah. Apartment? It was like okay. a little house, a one bedroom house that had like a pool and stuff in the backyard. Cute. And initially it was like exciting because we got it because it said it had a heated pool and all mm-hmm. that stuff. I get there and the guy's like, so it's five dollars an hour to heat the pool. It'll only go up two degrees. It is currently at 50 degrees, so it will cost at least $50 and take 10 hours to get the pool to 70 degrees. Oh, this is also last week when it was pouring rain. Yeah. So it was like, oh, so your primary feature that you like list in the fucking headline is, is actually lie. an additional cost right. that I would probably spend less money like paying to go to like a fucking yeah. Let's just boil center water and, go, and like, pour it in the fucking pool. Yeah. It was just ridiculous. I it, it was a little annoyed with the guy, but I digress. Um. So I did another eighth there of and where of a eighth of shrooms I had done previous. So we had three eighths of these shrooms. Uh-huh. I did one secretly okay. when we were watching the fountain. And secretly, then, yeah, I like, did it, and then I was just started tripping too hard. So I like reached over to Natasha. I was like, I'm. I took some shrooms. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> But this eighth, I didn't really trip at all. No. I, she tripped, and I was just like, totally, like a hundred percent. It was right. I, we watched the national championship, uh, college national championship game. Yeah. And I was just like, she was like, whoa, I'm watching the players like streak, and I was like, I am watching the game regularly. Yeah. Like, oh well, which was fine. I think it may have been because I had just done the DMT a couple of days before. Oh yeah. And that trip was like, whew. so yeah, like back back to that story because it, it's brief. Right. We branched out. Yeah. It's. Uh, so basically, our friend, uh, one friend goes first who has done it before. Mm-hmm. Then another friend goes. And you watch them trip? Yeah. Basically, there was four people there, and we would just watch the person who had done it. And you just kind of stare at them. How long does it like, take to set in? Seconds. Really? It's, it's immediate. Okay. Yeah. So I did mine. <sighs> It was, everybody was like freaking out. Like everybody was on the edge of like, I don't know if I'm going to do this right. or not. Like, cause right. it was one of those, for most of us, this was a new experience. Yeah. And we're like, well, all right, let's see how this goes. So I did mine. And of course me being me, because I'm such an asshole, uh, my friend had just gone and I was like, give me more than that. And it was like, all right. <laughs> had you already been drinking or doing anything else? Smoking anything? I had... A couple sips of a beer beforehand, but that was whatever. Uh-huh. Um, I'm pretty sure we had done some bong rips of weed before. Okay. Just to like kind of get our minds ready right. to be ripped apart. Right. Uh, so so I do this hit and out of the bong and I sit back. I've got it in. And I'm, I'm sitting back and I'm holding it in. And then my head just starts feeling light. 
which is a feeling that you'll get sometimes if you're just holding in a hit of regular weed where you're like, ooh. And so I let it out. Yeah. And then I was like, wow, I feel really light. And then it was like, if you've ever blacked out from something uh -huh. where it's like a veil comes over yeah. and you're just like, I'm black and now yeah. I'm down. Yeah. It felt like that, except it wasn't a blackout. It was like the veil came down and then my entire body turned into like electricity, essentially. Like from the top of my head yeah. flowed all the way through down my body, through my legs, to my feet. Mm -hmm. Like I'm melting into this couch. I've got Meatball the St. Bernard near me <laughs> and I'm patting Meatball. Yeah. And she's just a f fucking fur tornado toward like spins of fur and all sorts of weird shit and i'm just what the fuck yeah the whole house has become basically peewee's playhouse like, okay. all the colors have turned up to like 13 right and everybody and everything is just totally different and it was so shocking. I was so ready for this experience, like going in. I was like, yeah, let's fucking do it. Yeah. As soon as it hit, I was like, I want this to be over. I really? I want this to be over right now. This is so intense. So it wasn't enjoyable? It, I, it's something that I think I would have to do again, maybe a couple times. Let's do it right now. Let's bring out a surprise. I got DMT. Hey. DMT. <laughs> It's something that I definitely would try again uh -huh. and I could get into and I could like the trip was really a surreal experience and yeah. I, I feel like it could be a lot of fun and really interesting, especially because I didn't even reach the phases that they talk about where it's like universal understanding, meeting visitors. Mm -hmm. um, uh, the friend who had done this a bunch of times and I like knew other people who had done it mm -hmm. literally says there's basically like there are essentially and now i guess this is all theoretical stonery sounding talk but right. uh outer dimensional beings okay. that exist in this plane that you achieve when sure. you have smoked dmt okay and when you have these experiences it makes it puts things like religion mm -hmm. and all of these like the buddha this that into perspective of you were probably experiencing like a DMT hallucination because your brain can naturally do that for you. Hmm. And everything that you talk about, these like overwhelming voices, this, that, and the other, that's all things that could have been fed in through DMT. Now on the transverse side, DMT could be basically like that God particle, right. like that's uh, for lack of a better term, because I don't, I'm not really prescribing this to like the Judeo Christian God, but mm -hmm. God, talks to you or yeah. speaks to you or controls you however he influences you or the 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 manifestation of your soul the consciousness whatever could be those little bits of dmt that are being released into your brain interesting and so when you get that massive spike you reach that higher plane of consciousness mm -hmm. and then you're able to talk to these people because the other thing that they say is like people who've done dmt too many times those beings basically tell them like you're not don't come back stop doing it oh they like tell you you've gone too far like stop and the other crazy thing about it is basically time can stretch so we know well, too much yeah we've gone too far well you while the trips can only last like 20 minutes uh -huh. for you it could feel like almost a thousand years That's like crazy. it's just and that was the the kind of the fear was like all right i'm about to go I'm into this trap trip. for could, a thousand yeah, years it's yeah. only going to be five minutes in reality maybe not really a thousand years but you've got that in the back of your mind like am i about to get sucked into that like uh, subconscious part of like inception level yeah. of like, am I going to get stuck here? So old fucking, I used to know yeah. a man. <laughs> that's, that's, 
<laughs> well, I already feel like that when I when I smoke weed or do edibles, time feels really really stretched out. Mm-hmm. So like I remember the fir- uh, not the first, the second time I did edibles, I was standing in the elevator and I was on the phone with Nicole and I hadn't told her I did it because I was afraid that I'd get in trouble. This this was indicative of most of our relationship. Oh yeah, I know that kind of feeling <laughs> so well. I was always getting in trouble, so I didn't. William. T- <laughs> so obviously the thing to do is do it and then not tell her. Duh. And uh, I did some edibles and it, they didn't set in. So then I smoked some weed and I remember like. I was like, well, I'm just going to leave. And I left my friend's house and I was in the elevator on the phone with her. And then I was like standing there looking up and, and like totally blanked out that she was talking and came <laughs> to and I was like, oh, fuck. How long have I been in the elevator? How long did it take me to respond? Like, just like, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, oh, shit, I'm in trouble. Like, just, like, <laughs> and had to try to find a way to get home, which luckily wasn't far. And then I get home and I'm like, I'm fine. I'm just really tired. I just need to go. She's like, you seem like you're high. And I was like, no, I'm just really, really exhausted. (laughs) (laughs) I was really, really, really tired. She was like, your eyes are so red. And I was like, yeah, it's just, they hurt. It's dry. My contacts were fucking bothering me. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, went to, uh, went to sleep. Um, But it, when I did Molly, it was, it was highly enjoyable. I got the thing is, I guess when you do drugs, it actually lowers like your body's immune system because it's like all your shit's going in different places. Mm. Uh, so I got super sick that weekend. I did it like a Monday and got like deathly ill like Friday where it was like when I don't get sick like that often. I'm always able to like kind of muscle through it and like take stuff, work out and like sweat it out. When I do get sick, it's like earth ending. Yep. So I had like a fucking... 104 degree fever and I was like had chills and my throat was so sore and had a dance performance like that Saturday night and I was like I can't leave my team so I like went and did it and I was like I got two in me one for rehearsal one for the performance and then I need to leave and so but that Monday before like that high feeling never left me because I was then in the process of getting sick then afterward Mm. but that Monday when I did it it was really fun and it took a while to set in again and I it I was drinking a fuck ton of water Mm. which and then when I smoked weed at the New Year's party, I was also drinking a ton of water. I had had, a, I think, maybe three drinks before and then got high immediately. And I was like, I need to stop drinking and only drink water because I hate more than anything that cotton mouth feeling. Mm. I hate it. Totally understandable. Careful about Molly because when I was in YOPSAP, Youth Offender Substance Abuse Program, uh-huh. they told us about a girl who drowned herself on ecstasy because she was like chugging so much water really? she was so thirsty that yeah. she literally overfilled her stomach and it like went into her lungs and she drowned herself interesting yeah. i know you can like overfill your cells with water like a, there was had a gallon water jug challenge for a radio contest to win like a playstation 3 back in the day and a woman chugged this gallon of water and then died because her cells burst because they were so like too much water like there is such you a thing. killed her yeah there was not a not a good thing that, but i i mean ps3 is probably worth your life I, it's true for her son for christmas he's like at least i got this thanks mom uh he's, wow what a, that must be the most traumatic the like yeah. hey you know your wants and desires they lead to the death of everything you hold here <laughs> so oh, that enjoy kid. that playstation you fucking selfish bitch yeah <laughs> enjoy never getting a boner again <laughs> <laughs> you'll deal with this forever uh, it took the Molly a while to set in, but I remember my friend was like feeling it. And then I was like, I'm good. And it was, again, it was like another hour plus, And I was like, nothing's happening. Wait. Oh. And then it was just like, I was like, you know how sound vibrates to me, yeah. sound music, all these things 
audible things are fucking magical because you have objects that produce vibrations and then all it is is invisible things that travel through space to vibrate in the bones in your ear mm-hmm. to tell your brain to understand the invisible magic that's traveled space. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck? Like, this like is, it's when a, you're at a concert or like a, a dance party type thing and yeah. you can feel the bass in your chest yes. and it's like gives you that energy. Right. It's like, oh, it's got to move me. But I mean like just the concept of the fact that we can hear things. Like this is something I've already, I already tripped out on before I did Molly. I just like, I was like, music is like fucking, I have these like high thoughts when I'm totally like not high sometimes. And I was like, music is like fucking crazy. So I, so it was that, but I was like living in the vibrations. So like that stuff that you think about, I was like, I'm just swimming in it. You know what I mean? I was like, I'm in, I am the music. So we just like, it was a, a girlfriend of mine uh, at her apartment, just the two of us. And we were just like, not sitting, but like standing and like, dancing and like talking and uh writing down our thoughts she sent me an email of like the shit that we like said and i and i responded to her the next day i was like i mean 85 percent of this i say normally so it's like not that weird there was some half finished thoughts but it was like it was really really enjoyable and like i'd probably do it again because it's not a hallucinogen you know what i mean like i didn't see things yeah but it feels like you're sort of vibrating at a different level than obviously the normal existence and it felt much different than being high uh any you know weed or or edible or anything like that and obviously different than being drunk um yeah it was interesting it was very interesting but that's i haven't really gone any further than that Uh, my exploration into drugs i mean when i was in high school through college i was like never never do any of it i didn't i didn't try weed any kind that i did an edible first it was the first thing i ever did and that was like Probably three years out of college. It took me a while. Like, I made it a long time. I smoked weed for the first time after sixth grade. Okay. And then I tried ecstasy for the first time after eighth grade. Shit. So we're going in? No, yeah, after eighth grade. Was your young brain ready for those things? No. I. The first time I took ecstasy was the first time I blacked out, essentially. And we didn't just... the trampoline like, story? No, no. So this was... Um, we were in Hampton Beach, New Hampshire, okay. which is basically like this tiny little... New Hampshire literally has 11 miles of coastline. Like, okay. They basically like cut out this tiny little chunk. Like if you look at a map, it's basically like Massachusetts. Yeah. Tiny little sliver of New Hampshire that they connected to the coast. Yeah. All of Maine. Okay. Right? Okay. So like New Hampshire as a state, you would think, is so close. Right. But it has this... They, they basically had to make a tiny chunk so that it had coastal land because yeah. Maine used to, way back in the day, be part of Massachusetts. Right. So Massachusetts used to be huge. Okay. Um, all, all digressions. Anyways. Sure. <laughs> so Hampton Beach is like this popular uh, beach town where they're basically like the boardwalk. People yeah. go there, party. You know, it's a good time. Uh, it's definitely closer to like a, a Atlantic City type feel mm-hmm. where you've got all like the extra like right right no one's really going into the water as much <laughs> it's more just like oh we're near the water yes I mean, sometimes you do but only in the hottest days of summer right because it's fucking cold actually or at night and when you're on ecstasy okay. um <laughs> and so anyways so i'm there with my two friends lee and kyle 
and where the Lee's mom is the one who took us. And Lee's mom works at a lint chocolate shop or whatever. Oh, yeah. So she works with a bunch of 19-year-old girls okay. who also came on this trip. Okay. So there's like us 13-year-old whatever-ish right. boys, 19-year-old girls, and then the mom. So we all, the three of us smoke weed all the time already. Mm-hmm. So we are off like smoking our weed, doing our thing. And then we're literally cruising for weed right in front of the police station without realizing we're right in front of the police okay. station. And then end up buying ecstasy behind the police station. What the fuck? Yeah. Who I don't know. sell it right there? I don't know. Some guy gave it to us. Uh, so we bought like 10 pills of ecstasy. And then we went back how, to How much did this cost you back then? Like 100 bucks. Back then. Back then. Okay. And so then we like ago. crushed up a pill, put it in a blunt. This is how you're supposed to do it. Smoke it. Not necessarily. But okay. like we took pills and we crushed a pill up in the blunt. Okay. So like we took some and we smoked some. And we're smoking weed, and I end up drinking. And then we also end up smoking with uh, Lee's mom's friends, like wow. these 19-year-olds and the, Lee's mom. And they're all like, oh, you're smoking weed. Oh, we're corrupting. And we're like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Huge bong. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I'm so corrupted. Uh. <laughs> and so, uh, but like obviously we didn't tell them that we had weed and we're right. on ecstasy and right. everything else. So we ended up playing this game. I think it was called like Corners or something. It was like this betting game that we used Mm -hmm. to play a lot where basically you have like a dollar and like each time you lose or whatever, you fold it up until it's like all folded and then it goes in the pot and the last person wins and gets all the dollars. Okay. So I was like playing and I think like somebody had like given me the dollar or whatever (laughs) to play or something because I like didn't have a dollar on me. And then I like won and then they were like, acting like i was such a dick for not wanting for like wanting to keep my winnings or something oh, i probably okay. paid the person the dollar back right. i was like here you go and right like well, give us all our dollars back and right. it's like no i no. won yeah like if you had won you would have kept it and that was the thing i fucking hate like over time i ended up hating lee and his mom because okay. i they were also the people i took a trip with them to minnesota i'm on a tractor in Minnesota, like helping out on this farm, and I got really sick to my stomach, and uh-huh. so I'm like trying to run from out in a field back to a fucking farmhouse to take a shit. Yeah, and I shat my pants. Oh, no, like, yeah, it was like really bad. Like it, I was, my stomach was really upset. Yeah, I like was going, and I just had to stop. I had to like spray myself off with a hose. It was Oof. super embarrassing. Like, yeah. Definitely a traumatic to an extent experience for like a 13 year old kid. About the same age. When you're like, oh, fuck, like this sucks. Yeah. And they mercilessly like made fun of me. Like Mm. even when we got back home, they're like pants shitter. And like, oh, this is Lee's mom. Like a grown woman is making fun of a 13 year old child for getting sick to his stomach. Right. And it's like, I can look back on that now as a 30 year old and I'm like, oh, I wish I had been there or anywhere around there so I could be like, wow, shame on you. You're pathetic. You're a terrible person. You're a pathetic mother. Yeah. And yeah. like, that's what, eh, whatever. Like, their life is their consequence of I'm their, sure. Their, yeah. Their They're still in fucking yeah. Atlantic City yeah. doing yeah. ecstasy. She's 50 and he's banging his mom. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So essentially, like, do this stuff. I they all like were just giving me shit. They're mad at me for like uh, winning, and then they were like claiming that I was like rubbing the legs of the girls or something. Which I'm like, okay, that's entirely possible that I'd be touching things if I'm high on ecstasy. Yes, yeah, that's how that, that fucking worked. Right. <laughs> there was also one of these 19 year old girls was uh, pre-op transsexual on her way to becoming a man. Okay. So then they started. I'm pretty sure to fuck with me being like, oh, yeah, you're rubbing, like, that one's leg and, right. like, getting on her. I was like, I don't think that's true. Yeah. Like, I don't see that happening. Right. And so it was just like, once again, they they this was just, like, cruel adolescence where basically, like, 
you are jealous of each other, even yeah. though you're friends. So you just try to tear each other down all the right. time. Right. So that sucked. <laughs> that doesn't sound fun at all. I <laughs> I don't have that many like crazy. The only the only funny like story that I really have from like the fir- very first time that I did an edible was I was camping and it was with some friends that like smoke like constantly. Like they just could smoke like from sun up to sundown like throughout the day. And I was like my lungs would just be exhausted. Like just inhaling that much smoke would just be too much. Like in general. Yeah. They were just fucking always smoking. And I, so it's like evening time. We're going like playing a game, Cards Against Humanity actually. And I was like, uh, Nicole and I both at the time were like, fuck it. Yeah, let's try an edible. Okay. Like we avoided it this whole time through high school, through college. Let's just do it. So they were like, all right, start with a quarter of this cookie and then assess how you feel in like an hour. So an hour later I was like, I don't feel shit. Nicole's like, I'm really tired. And I was like, well, I don't feel anything. And they're like, really nothing. I was like, I swear to God. Like, and I did it. You know what I mean? Cause like I just first time I'd ever done it. Yeah. Uh, and they were like, well, I guess finish it. So I was like, okay. So I ate the other half. And then I was like, oh, this is a fucking bust. Because it was like another hour of playing the game. I was like, I mean, I'm sleepy. And Nicole was sleepy. And I was like, all right, well, um, let's just go to sleep. So we go to the tent and we lay down. And all of a sudden, all of the sound in the forest is right up next to my fucking face. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, my head is like, like oh, shit. You hear the footsteps over there? Is that a- yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> And there was these guys that were being obnoxious and the night before they were like, had a huge bonfire going and were fucking super drunk screaming, si se puede, si se puede, which just means yes, we can in Spanish over and over saying, si se puede. So we were like, what, what is wrong with you guys? So that, and then the next night I was like, those fucking guys are going to like stab us and was shit this like and like come in here. Obama era or something? Um, yeah. Yeah. This is after college. Oh, so, but it wouldn't have been, because I'm just thinking Obama's thing was like, yes, we can. Oh, oh, right? no. They were not, well, I don't know. I think they were just junk, drunk assholes. Oh. Like, he was just, they were I'm just, just like, I'm trying to extrapolate change. why. No, they, they were, were just like, screaming. Si puede. Yeah, no idea. Maybe something happened Senor before. Obama. But they were like, the other guy was white. One of the dudes was Mexican. And then we saw them the next day. We were like, hey, what's up, guys? And they were like, bro like drunk guys but so like i finally we managed to fall asleep and then she wakes me up in the middle of the night I was like i have to pee and i was like okay and she's like but i don't want to go in the woods alone to pee and i was like uh, you see my res- immediate response <laughs> to be waking up i have to pee is like sounds like a you problem <laughs> <laughs> right so i was like okay i'll go with you so i stand up and like the world is just spinning like <laughs> on repeat oh, like a no. fucking dryer like a or washing machine and I was like, oh my God. And then, like, I'd step out of the tent. And the thing that was really weird that I'll never forget is that my brain, I felt like I was still conscious in my brain, but my body like would not cooperate. Yeah. So like, it felt like I was like, my body was like a giant robot, like a Gundam or like a fucking Pacific Rim Jaeger. And I, my, like, the, I like the Gundam reference. Yes. Personally. Yeah. And I, my, my consciousness was the pilot in the brain body, like in the cockpit. And no matter what I tried to do to be like, come on, correct, stand in my body. The robot was just like, no, like everything was just fucked. And I couldn't walk at all. And I kept tripping and stumbling and I fell over on a rock and like cut my knee. And I was like, oh, my oh. God. And so finally we get, like, near the river or whatever, and she pees. And I was like, well, I might as well pee, too. And I, like, like unzip my pants or do whatever I'm doing or pull down my sweatpants. I don't even know what I was fucking wearing. And I just peed all over my hands. So I was just like, eh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, it's not. Why? <laughs> Nothing. And I don't even remember, like, 
trying to move. I don't know what I was thinking or what I was doing, but I was just like, it's, it's lost. It's futile. It's just let it happen. You know what I mean? Like, I just, uh, fuck. And I just remember, like, putting my hands in the river, like, splashing, <laughs> splashing them limply in the river, like, wash, get clean. Well, uh. That's good enough. They've been in water now. <laughs> and then we went back to Time sleep. Time for surgery. Oh, God. <laughs> yes. So, I'd, like, raise my hands in the fucking operating theater. Put on fucking Biggie Smalls. I'm ready to do some work. <laughs> I operate oh a gangster rap. Uh, it was bad. And then the next morning I woke up and I, I don't remember feeling that having that disconnected, like hungover feeling. I was just like, well, that was not enjoyable at all. I will probably <laughs> never do that again. And I did. Drugs are fascinating because I think that we, we like criminalize them and talk about them so much in a negative way where it's like most people could experience from having like a sort of like outer body experience, but I don't choose to do them regularly because I don't, they don't, I, I mean, you, you either have this need to fill voids with certain things or you don't and obviously like i think when i was going through my divorce and like separating and moving and all that kind of stuff i was drinking more mm. than was normal yeah because that was like my go-to thing that still doesn't mean i'm an addict and talking to my therapist i was like i feel like i'm drunk more often i'm going out and i'm smoking more cigarettes than I should. And he's like, I mean, right now you're just using these things. He's like, is it a problem? Is it affecting your personal life, your work, your responsibilities? I'm like, no, I'm doing it at home or I'm going out with friends. He's like, then it's not a problem. But you have to assess if, it's a, if it becomes a problem or if, it, or if you think you are have this thing. And I was like, well, I'm not because eventually it just went away. You know what I mean? Like yeah. on its own. But like obviously people who have problems with drugs, it's not the drugs themselves, which is always the interesting conversation. It's like, marijuana is the gateway drug. It's like, not really. These no. people are, if you're looking for an escape, you're going to find that escape somehow. Mm -hmm. And addicts, obviously, your brain chemistry is wired a little bit differently. And people are pre predisposed to being addicted in, in more ways than one. It could be oh, porn. Yeah. It could be gambling. It could be fucking church. You know I'd, what I mean? Like your religion. I have a hyper addictive personality. Like yeah. anything I get overly interested in becomes my obsession. Right. I have to like master it okay. to whatever degree. And okay. my dad was the exact same way. Right. We also both have histories of drug abuse. Okay. To whatever degree, I do think that some of those things are hereditary. Now, do I believe that I've maintained more functionality than a lot of people who do maybe as much drugs or... It's our guest star, Dave. Drug a lot, yeah. Yeah. I, I like to think so. Maybe, maybe I'm... In denial or something, <laughs> but I'd like to. That's think why so. I brought you here, Jeff. Yeah, this is an intervention. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, we have spent this entire episode talking I'm about. Glad you're sitting, I'm <laughs> glad you're sitting down. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't think I don't. You don't strike me as that person. You're so not. You're not a heavy drinker. I think no. the most I've ever seen you drink, well, the, unless you were high at the party, but the most drunk I ever saw you was that birthday party where you and David were both in bikinis. Oh, that was definitely the drunk. Because when I was hanging out with Dave is yeah. when I was at my highest alcohol tolerance in okay. my life. Naturally, you're hanging out with Bujenski. Exactly. Yes. He, I had no choice. The man's blood is fucking <laughs> Miller Lite. You get, you get sick enough times, you start to adjust. <laughs> you feel this like you're going to enough 9 a.m. Sunday mornings. Oh. You go, ugh. Especially Especially because when I was hanging out with Dave all those times, mm -hmm. I would have work the next fucking morning. Oh, morning. Yeah. yeah. Like 9 a.m. He noon would come or to something. fucking Dennis's show. Like yeah. so hungover. So just, many times. I remember one time I was so deathly hungover. I thought I was going to puke the entire drive from Hermosa up to Sherman Oaks. Ugh. I stopped at McDonald's uh, right before the 405, mm -hmm. like down near Hermosa or wherever it was. And then didn't eat it at all on the whole drive because I was just like ready to puke. Yeah. Got to 
in the parking garage with literally like 10 minutes, 15 minutes till I had to like go inside or whatever, yeah. like be on, like ready to go. Right. And I was just like, I am going to die. Like I'm in my car. I do not want to go inside. I want to just puke and yeah. sleep. So I like force fed myself like two nuggets or something and like drank a little Coke and literally set like a five or 10 minute timer. Yeah. Close my eyes in my car goes off i wake up feeling like a million bucks i was wow. like i'm ready yeah and I, just like shot in there. <laughs> I was like what a miracle right like, it's and the way that these drugs affect you it's like everything is a little different and the come down is a little different and like i remember i was like nervous the first time i tried molly because my friends had told me about the first time they did it and they were up until like 5 a.m and i was like i don't want that shit yeah like i don't need I, I just want to like try this and then like have it go away. And that's the thing that like, I think probably put, sets in a little bit of paranoia whenever I smoke is I'm always just like, okay, I'm feeling this. I've registered the experience and now I'm ready for it to be over. And it's like, nope, you're going to do this for several hours. And I'm like, go away, go away. And I can't, it just, you can't make it go away. Yeah. So then I'm like, well, this is fucking frustrating. Now I have to sit here and be high. I don't want to be high. Like I just wanted to be high for a second, feel it and then have it go away. And for whatever reason, like, being buzzed or like a little drunk is like the most comfortable level of intoxication that I think I can handle. Other things are just like, it's overwhelming. Like the Molly was fun, but it did last for a long, or maybe by my standards, a long time that I was like, I, 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 okay, oh, all right, I, I'm ready for this to be over. It's funny, uh, my friend <laughs> recently has said to me on multiple occasions, but recently said it a bunch where it was, he literally said verbatim, Jeff, Stop taking enough drugs to kill a horse and having no effects. <laughs> like, because I'm, I'm, like, I'm fine. I'm, yeah, yeah. And it's 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 fascinating to think that it's <clears throat> it, it it comes largely just from having you do things enough, even if it's not the same thing. You basically build a mental tolerance, and that's yeah. where I feel I'm at. Yeah. Because everything you were saying, where you're essentially you want to be able to just cut it off at a certain point yeah i have related to that feeling yeah and have developed basically an ability to do that pretty on, on sure. most things yeah some stuff you can't obviously there's some stuff where it's just like fuck you're just but yeah. talking uh when anytime i've done like i've been tripping or something and then it's like somebody has an emergency where it's like ah i need help like i'm freaking out i'm like i can help you mm -hmm. i am perfectly like capable and uh <clears throat> i remember before I went home for a few months uh, last year or whatever, went out to Joshua Tree and took some acid for the one and only time. Okay. And it didn't super, I don't think I got the full effects. It might have just been old or whatever. Right. It was very brief, but I did have issues in that it really fucked with my cognitive ability. Like I didn't see things or like enjoy a trip or whatever, but I tried to make us a fire so that we could stay warm and okay. be healthy. Right. And I could not handle it. <laughs> like I could not handle it at all. I was just, what do we do? <laughs> so after like working on it for a while and just not being able to get it, uh, the other people had come back and then there was this girl who was there, like the wife of my friend's friend. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know, she wasn't my favorite because she just made some comments where I'm like, really? Like, shut up. Yeah. Like, shut your mouth. She's like, I don't really like you know, figuring out how to make the fire. It's like, all right. You I take, am on, you hey, take, I am on acid. Yeah. Well, <laughs> she was too. And I want to be like, you take double the amount that you took, which is what I took. Yeah. And then you make this fire. Right. Oh, no, you will not do that. <laughs> <laughs> and so... So, and then of course, after she said that, because of, because of my like basically oppositional defiance, I was like, oh really? <laughs> like shut off the trip and like got the fire going. I okay. was like, fuck you. I'll Interesting. make it happen. Yeah. And so I definitely believe I have built a large mental tolerance right. where even if 
I'm under the influence of something or whatever. It's not necessarily just an acting sober. It's a, I can basically, you get to that point where you uh, learn how to automatically like adjust for the, for what's going on, right? right? My arm's not going to move properly. Yeah. Well, I know I need to like try to move it twice as hard yeah. and it'll get up there. Yeah. That kind of shit. I don't know. I don't know if it's, if I'm just uh, perceiving things that way, but right. I, I do believe that you, you reach a point where it's obviously the diminishing returns on the drugs and everything, uh, which is, I think that that's what they should teach in dare yeah. is it's not all this like drug abnormal. Oh, if you smoke pot once, you're going to fucking hell yeah. in a handbasket. It should be like, Hey, you know why you shouldn't do drugs? Cause they're expensive mm -hmm. because as much fun as it is the first few times, never that fun again. Right. And like, it will lead you to making decisions or being in situations that you will regret. Yeah. Okay. Those are all things that everybody who's ever done drugs would be like, absolutely. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Like yeah. I'm not going to call that bullshit because you're, you're speaking honestly to people. Mm -hmm. And I, that was the funny thing. I always wished that they had done for us as kids was don't like, I used to basically mock them yeah. with, by agreeing with them there are things like oh yeah i'll never say any yeah. i won't even take tylenol <laughs> and it's just like oh <laughs> shut the fuck up like get out of here that's amazing <laughs> uh well we've spent an hour talking about drugs i didn't realize <laughs> that this was going to be the topic of this black hat black hat black hat no uh, christian black hair to get it no, off the drug yeah Blasted no, cast. Could have talked about a lot of nerd stuff. I still haven't finished The Punisher. Christian, we, he's, there still has not been a Punisher episode. So that gives me some time to finish the season yeah. and catch up. SAG Awards, I'm voting. I don't know when this is going to post, but the SAG Awards. I voted voting here quickly, the though, your thoughts on The Last Jedi. Because I, know, oh, yeah. I saw a little bit of your review, but yes. I haven't heard. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Okay. Much, much more than The Force Awakens. Right. And a lot more than Rogue One. I didn't need Rogue One because I was like, I fucking know. Like when they're like, it's the story of the rebels that stole the plans <laughs> to help them defeat the Death Star. I was like, who cares? We saw the story where they did defeat the Death Star. That's the shit I care about. It's like, but it's their story. And then I was like, I again, I don't care. I I saw the cool part. Like Patton Oswalt has this amazing stand-up bit about the Star Wars prequels where he's like, he's like, I fucking hate, he hates the Star Wars prequels. And he's like, I don't understand why uh, people think that you need to see the things that go into making the cool thing. Like, if you have a fucking cool thing, like, I just like the cool thing. Where he's like, if, if fucking George Lucas came up to me and was like, uh, uh, would, you like uh, would you like some ice cream? I'd be like, fuck yeah, I'd like some ice cream. He's like, well, here's a bag of rock salt. <laughs> like, what the fuck? He's like, you mix it with the ice and you put it in the thing with the cream and the sugar and then you get ice cream. He's like, I don't care where the stuff I love comes from. I just love the stuff that I love. So if you're like, like, do you like Darth Vader? He's like, fucking yeah, with the lightsaber and shit. He's like, well, here's him as a little child. He's like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I just love the stuff that I love. And so for me, I'm like, I love A New Hope. It's fucking amazing. It's great. Yeah. It's the first Star Wars movie. So like, here's the story that came before that. I'm like, I don't give a shit. Tell me the story that came a thousand years before it, like the Old Republic. Yeah. Or The Force Awakens. I'm like, do not make a borderline like fucking Gus Van Sant shot for shot remake of Psycho version of A New Hope where beat for beat it's the fucking same movie where they have to destroy the planet sized Death Star by going through the trash system like are you fucking kidding me there's nothing about this movie that is I hated like how much everyone got a boner from Force Awakens and I was like 
It's like that scene from Zoolander where he, where he, like, Will Ferrell's Mugatu's like, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills here. He has one look. Like, Blue steel. He's like, what the fuck? It's the same thing. He's like, I invented the piano key necktie. And he's like so angry. So for me to see for, uh, The Last Jedi where I was like, thank God Ryan Johnson, like, actually decided, like, I'm going to do something that's interesting and take a chance and fucking change some shit the same way they did in the Empire Strikes Back, but not copy the format of the Empire Strikes Back. Like, if J.J. Abrams did it, it would have just been the Empire Strikes Back, just with different variables. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my god, thank Christ. And so throughout the entire movie, I was like, what the fuck is anybody mad about? And I was like reading some of the stuff, and I was like, you guys are all idiots. And they're like, well, you're not a real Star Wars fan. I was like, first of all, I'm probably more of a Star Wars fan than any of you guys, because I like it passively and not aggressively. You know what I mean? Like, there's a point to fandom where you tip the scales into just being like, the worst person in the world. Like my friend Jonathan. Yeah. I hate that kind of shit. Who's refused to see the movie and is already like judged it to be the worst thing ever. I and can't all these handle things. it. And I'm like, here's my thing. If you don't see the movie, yeah. you have no opinion of it. Right. Like you should shut the fuck up right. and never speak of it. You get to say nothing. Yeah. It's the same people who don't vote and then complain. I'm like, no, no. You did not participate. Therefore, I don't really think that you can be as upset as other people. When you bailed. For sure. I love Jonathan. He's also the same guy who wouldn't hang out with my other friend because I told him that he was conservative and okay. was like kind of pro-Trump and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And he's like, well, then I have, I don't even want to meet him. He can't possibly be a person I'd want to be friends with or anything. And it's like, That's see, stupid. that mentality is exactly why you're an asshole. Yeah. And I, I, I have told people this so many times where it's like, if you want to understand why the 2016 election went the way it did mm -hmm. and you are liberal, yeah. ask yourself. You. Yeah. Yeah. Did I Idiot. did I genuinely listen to any of my friends with dissenting viewpoints? Did I tell them that they were racist, bigoted idiots big, without actually listening to what they have to mm -hmm. say? Did the second that they said they supported this man whom I despise, did I take all of that hatred right. and just turn it over onto them? Right. Deserve it or not? Right. I think a lot of people, if they're honest with themselves, will realize that that's exactly what they have yeah. done and continue to do. And well, it's not going to get any They're better. the same thing that they accuse other people of being. And I'm like, exactly. oh, you understand what you're doing, right? Yeah. Like everybody who listens to this podcast knows how you and I feel, probably to a greater degree me, if they listen to my podcast because <laughs> I, I have some choice words for things. However, I can carry on a fucking conversation, be polite, and still be friends with people who my parents voted for Donald Trump. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not like, fuck you guys. Like, I'm going to disown you for voting for Trump. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, I've had conversations with my dad where I'm like, I think that we should change the topic. And I mean this with all sincerity because I, we just agree to disagree. My dad's like, all right. And we'll just talk about something else. Like, yeah. he doesn't care. We don't really argue. We don't really get into fights. He and I don't see eye to eye on climate change. And again, I'm like, uh-huh. And then we just like, <laughs> change the topic. And my dad is the greatest person I have ever known. Like my dad is my hero and I love my dad more than anything. So to know that I feel that way about somebody who obviously has differing opinions than me should go to show you that like you can have that feeling with people in the world. Yeah. And not, not everyone who voted for Donald Trump is a fucking racist, bigoted asshole. And I think a lot of people who voted for him right now are like, Wait a minute. We're not getting the things that he said he was going to give us. Hopefully. Surprise, surprise. The, the one thing that's frustrating is like this dig in mentality. But mm -hmm. I think everybody's uh, susceptible to that, right? Yeah. If, if you were, if, if Hillary was in the presidency and she did some 
questionable shit where right. even by any metric you're like well, what the fuck yeah. and somebody else was like see that's what that that's see why. you next Tuesday did that's what having ovaries does in the Oval Office it's the Oval Office not ovary office yeah and then you go what yeah it's <laughs> crazy people on fucking both sides but like it's so that it's like it's so the getting back to the fandom thing um <laughs> this has happened to me multiple times and I'm like one it makes me think one how tiny is your penis or two like <laughs> Like, do you just think about, like, like, what do you do when you go home? Like, you must think that, like, the world is the worst place and, like, you can barely live in it. Because, like, I, people will find out that I'm a big DC fan. Mm-hmm. All that being said, I, I am aware, first of all, that Marvel has produced many more movies than DC has. <laughs> Have they? <laughs> and not including Christopher Nolan's Batman trilogy, the DCEU consists of four movies. Mm-hmm. Man of Steel, Batman vs Superman, Suicide Squad. Oh no, I'm sorry, five. Wonder Woman and Justice League. Mm-hmm. Of those five, I actually, regardless of how people feel, mm-hmm. as far as a quality film with a good setup that functions, uh, technically, I think Man of Steel holds up. I love Man of Steel, so you won't get any argument from me. Like structurally, it's a sound film. Fan-wise, you can I feel however you want to feel about the characters and the content. But it's a structurally sound motion picture. Batman vs Superman, I understand people having issues with structurally. Wonder Woman, I think everyone agrees, is it an entertaining, great movie. Yeah. Suicide Squad is a mess, and Justice League is a bit of a mess. So out of the five, we've got two that function really well, and then three that are not so great. If you look at all of the Marvel movies and you go back to the beginning, you're gonna be like, oh, the first Iron Man is really fucking clunky. And the first mm-hmm. Thor is like entertaining, but eh, and the second Thor is worthless. And like all these things have problems. But I don't ever like lead the conversation with those things. And mm-hmm. I'm obviously very entertained by a lot of Marvel movies. I love Thor 3. I liked, I'm looking forward to Infinity War. I love Ant Man. Mm-hmm. I liked uh, the Captain America movies. Civil War was just okay. So, I, you know, some things are taken or leave it. But when people find out, like hardcore Marvel fans find out that I'm just in general a bigger DC fan, which means those are the comics that I read, Mm -hmm. they have to let me know how shitty those movies are and how much better Marvel is than DC. And I'm like, I really don't think that you have the time or have done the research or been the fan as long as it would take for me to sit you down and let you know that there would be no Marvel Universe without something that is the DC universe. What do you think fucking Thanos is? For sure. I would say to all those people. Yeah. If you want to claim that Marvel is like so superior to DC, then what you really have to do is take every picture of a Marvel entity that has ever been made, including right. 1980s Captain America. Right. And then every DC entity, including 1989 Batman, Christopher Nolan Batman, right, right. all the Christopher Reeves Supermans that yeah. everybody loves. Listen, Quest for Peace trumps all movies. We all know. So that. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> okay, pretty sure DC, if you really want to look at it, yeah. has been doing this way longer and right. way better for way longer. Right. Well, but the thing is, is it, to me, it's not even about the competition because I like Marvel characters too. Spider-Man, I really like Homecoming. Yeah. Um, I love Spider-Man. I love Captain America. Some of the, I like the characters. I'm just not as big of a fan but when i find out that somebody loves marvel movies the first thing i don't do is be like you're an idiot like marvel movies and i don't go some of those movies suck because i like (laughs) some of the other ones so it's not a blanket statement and 
I just like it's the same thing with Force Awakens where people are like so caught up in their fandom that they like make these decisions. And somebody posted on Facebook like as a joke, like if if Facebook and social media existed when Empire Strikes Back came out, and it was like this like rant filled review of like <laughs> so fucking all of a sudden like Luke is talking to like a Force ghost, and then he like fucking just grabs the lightsaber up out of the ice with like the Force like power like what like and ryan johnson i would listen to a podcast where uh interview of him for the dga and he was saying the same thing he's like some of the fan backlash has been people saying like oh you just invented things that the force can do and he's like yeah that's how it works you know what I mean? like that's how science fiction works i get to create new things that we can do because this is fantasy this is not the fucking history but you know what i mean like these are not he's like and I can imagine oh, excuse like, me, historically <laughs> Jedi's have not been able to force project themselves. And I can picture him in the same Mugatu-esque way being like, are you listening to yourself? Like, this is not a real thing. This is a fake thing. And like, you're taking it with deathly grave seriousness. And you have to understand that George Lucas invented these things because he needed them to function for his movies. And I am doing the same thing. And you want to be after me for just like willy-nilly, like inventing the things that the force can do. It's like, that is what science fiction fundamentally is. And the fact that you are angry at me for trying to have fun and do something different is insane. And I was like, yeah, he's 100% right. The people who... Now, uh, Christian will not be surprised to know that I have not listened to the Black Kiss episode for you guys talking about Star Wars. Because I, I selfishly don't often uh, listen back to things. Maybe I should do that right before he listens to this. Yeah. So then he can be like, did you? And I'll be like, yes, I did. But I know he did not like it. Yeah, he was less you. of a fan, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure he didn't despise it. I, as yeah, much he, as I he basically didn't World. seem to like it. And it was, my impression was, and what I, I, I wasn't trying to give, what I tried to say to you without giving any spoilers was, I can see how this movie challenges people and yes. why there would be such dynamic like reactions to it. Like, if you like being challenged in a movie yeah. and in a mythos that you're invested in mm -hmm. then this is the fucking movie for you because yeah. this is going to take all those things where it's like hey remember how in 1970s good versus evil seemed like a really obvious and blanket thing where mm -hmm. it's like hey you're either a fucking nazi mm -hmm. or you're the fucking allies yeah uh well guess what it's now 30 40 years later yeah. and as as culture has evolved we've realized that like Hey, you know, some of those Nazis were just German citizens, like forced into the draft. Yeah. The same way American soldiers are forced into a draft. Right. So while it doesn't people. excuse like these awful things that were happening, yeah. the travesties and the death camps and all those things. Right. You have to understand that like we do live in shades of gray. Things yeah. are not black and white. Totally. The whole Kylo Ren thing, like when they're when they have their uh, battle, like when he kills Snoke. I had a split second where I was like, oh shit, he turned to the, like, like good, like a lot faster than I thought he was. And they start working together. I was like, this is cool. That means in the next one, like, I don't know, we'll have like a new bad guy and they'll like be on the same team. Mm -hmm. And then when like everybody, they kill everybody and they stop, I was like, oh wait, no, that was his plan the whole time. I was like, dang, like I actually didn't see it coming. And his argument for what he said, first of all, the fact that she's a nobody is genius. And if mm -hmm. anyone's angry at that can go fuck themselves because oh, yeah. did you want it to be Obi-Wan Obi Kenobi's like granddaughter no. or some boring shit just like everybody else? Luke's kids, Han's kids, like let's start new shit. Well, it's like you have thousands of years of Jedi, the old Republic and right. all these incredibly powerful force users. I don't know if it's canon at this point, but like Darth Nihilus, all those mm -hmm. like old... Uh, Republic guys right. were, that was like could fucking just eat a fucking planet right. you felt like it right. uh, so if those guys used to exist and they weren't in the Skywalker lineage because it was invented yeah. 
all right. of a sudden, then how, like, so this is the one time yeah. in all of history where so powerful force users are allowed to exist. Right. It just seems ludicrous. And I think it's great because especially knowing that Ryan Johnson's been greenlight to start his own trilogy. Really? It's Yeah. Great. Good. Yeah. He's it's been given new ideas. own trilogy, uh, Star Wars trilogy, like completely offset from this the Skywalkers and everything. This is a dream come true. Yeah. And I Th feel these like. These are the Star Wars movies I, I didn't really want 7, 8, and 9. I never wanted them. Mm -hmm. I was like, great, we did this. And then we got the prequels and I was like, oh, those are, okay, well, okay, I guess now we have six. It's fine. Like, fine, George, you did that. Yeah. Let's do something totally new. And then they're like, we're doing a bunch of spinoffs that still have, and I'm like, we have an infinite amount of space and time to play with. Mm -hmm. And you're stuck on like 75 years worth of storytelling. That's all you can fucking come up with? Like, wouldn't you rather make a movie where you are bound by pretty much nothing mm -hmm. so that's amazing i had no idea that that's true but yeah that's so yeah he got like before this even came out they had disney had already greenlit him to have his own trilogy wow. he's art he's off work that's basically why he's not doing episode nine now, ah, okay. is because they were like you know instead of just doing one more episode do your whole own thing because you yeah. seem to have a good fucking idea on how to do how these to do things this. yeah that's great um and i i think it's fantastic and i think that it, it the way he he almost set up his own new trilogy in this episode by being like hey guys very powerful force users can come from anywhere yeah. at any time because that's the nature of the force. Yeah. And that's what Luke is telling them. Like yeah. the Jedi think they own the force. Well, then by that same nature, the Skywalkers act like they own the force. Right. But they don't. Yeah. They're just force users. Yeah. You might, I got teary eyed a couple of times. Fucking puppet Yoda. Oh, so good. I was like, oh my God. Like crying a little bit. I was like, burn it down. Yeah. Shit. With fucking Frank Oz. It was like, that was amazing. And it was, to me, that was that great. That was the perfect blend of saying like, we're recognizing what came before. And I'm really trying to push this now in new ways. And he burns it. Let's the, tr let's all that shit burn down. And that has always been my take on religion too, where I'm like, God's not in a church. He's not in a book. He's not in bricks and stone. Like if this shit burns to the ground, God doesn't go away. You know what I mean? And anyone is capable of doing good things and having power and all these things. And the, this is like the message of that movie. And so like, in the end with the little kid when you see the broom like kind of go into his hand like with mm -hmm. a little force power you're like oh shit and the fact that the one of the ultimate themes of the movie is that Rey is a nobody and that's the whole point is like a rebellion is starts with nobodies you know what I mean like you don't have all these powerful people that just come from nowhere in some order some Jedi order that then are they're the only ones that can take back it's like no no it's a bunch of rebel nobodies who get together who are tired of the way that things are going to change the system I also feel like you have in, in so much as you get the statements about what it means to be like a legend or legendary right. Uh, right. with Luke Skywalker, you have that same thing play out in a quicker, more immediate thing with Finn. Because mm -hmm. if you think about it, if this is taking place immediately after The Force Awakens, right. Finn has been a part of the Resistance for almost no fucking no time, time. But he's yeah. already a legendary figure because yeah. Rose is like, oh, you're Finn. Yeah. You're the, the hero. Yeah. Like, you did all this shit. And he's like, no, what? Yeah. I'm trying to dip. Yeah. Like, this is stupid. Right. And to me, I thought that was great too, because it's like, look, even in the time of the hero, like this is what is like, sometimes your actions can be heroic, but your mentality isn't necessarily heroic. Right. Like he was looking for self-preservation and, and saving the life of his friend, not yeah. conquering the first order or like leading the resistance right. in any means. That was no priority to yeah. him yeah. until much later on when he realized <laughs> that it was more important, like this bigger uh, thing was was some a cause worth fighting for than mm -hmm. versus the cause forced to fight into yeah. as a first order trooper. Right? I would, yeah, I would say Force um, the Last Jedi is easily. I mean, I would say it's my fourth Star Wars film because I really love the original trilogy. Yeah, and then that would come afterward. 
I'm like hands I, down. I really I enjoyed it. I'm waiting for it to come out on uh, video so I can watch it a few more times mm-hmm. and pick up on more stuff. I also was gonna say I love that. Um, I feel like what Kylo Ren did is exactly what Darth Vader would have done if he wasn't mostly machine. Especially if you read any of the comics right. uh, that they've been putting out now, it's constantly like it's after the Death Star went down and Palpatine's like challenging Vader and getting like new people ready yeah. and like doing all this shit and it's constantly like you're a fucking failure and right. like uh, and Vader's ready to kill Palpatine and yeah. trying to get his stuff ready him. to like destroy him. Right. He hates Palpatine basically the whole time, right. which lends so much more credence to everything that goes on. Yeah. In the original trilogy yeah and it makes perfect sense he couldn't attack palpatine because like as a better body made entirely of metal right going against like the number one force lightning guy that right. you know yeah it's like the most conductive you're just fucked you're yeah. guaranteed fucked that's not an issue with kylo ren right he's got his whole body so he's got his full force powers yeah he's reaching his peak right and his master is now it's like well what fucking use do i have for you yeah, yeah. you're really powerful with yeah. your telekinesis good for you but you're apparently not so powerful you can't stop from getting cut in half bro right <laughs> right and that's and i the thing that too about Kylo Ren is that he's like he's a sympath he's a sympathetic bad guy, which makes for good villains. And so like when he makes his case to Ray, you're like, I mean, this would make perfect sense if you weren't a psychopath. You know yeah. what I mean? Like where he's like, let's just burn it all down and start over. Like technically speaking, you're like, yeah, I mean, we might as well, right? Like everything's just so fucked. Like we might, you know what? Like let's just call it a day and we'll just start over. Like that kind of makes sense. But you're crazy and you want to kill people. And so that's obviously where it, where it like goes off the rails. But the fact that he was written that way, like I don't think he really he had a little bit of struggle in The Force Awakens, but not not quite on this level. And of course you have these characters being set up in The Force Awakens. But they were set up in kind of a ho-hum way for me where because it was a beat for beat. I mean, you, they found her on the, the same thing as Tatooine. They found, you know what I mean? They kind of went through the same thing. That now they went through a lot of stuff and a lot of people didn't like the way Luke was portrayed and I love Luke like he was always my favorite character but I was like yeah I get fucking disillusioned and sad and not want to do anything and like especially after all that shit happened and it's like this isn't how Luke would act yeah it is because that's how it was that's written, how it was written. Yeah. this is the fucking yeah. story that the Luke, fact that how Mark Luke Campbell would act. was like going about being like that's not my Luke Skywalker I'm like so that was nervous because I was like what are they going to do with him and then I watched the movie I was like what are you bitching about like was he supposed to like be the hero in the end of the story for like it's fine that he's not like I understand and the fact that he makes a great sacrifice in the end and becomes one with the force I was like cool we tied that up mm-hmm. we can kind of start moving and now sadly because Carrie Fisher's passed away like we have no option but to move on from Skywalkers mm-hmm. thank fucking Christ like finally so like this next one will be like all new shit and hopefully it's handled as well as Ryan Johnson did it so we'll see but long story short I really enjoyed it okay we've been talking for about an hour and 18 minutes and I have to pee <laughs> okay unsurprisingly to Christian so we should say you can follow the Blackcast on Twitter at Blackcast B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T you can follow me at Jeff Duray but I don't know why you would want to <laughs> Blackcast.com subscribe at Apple Podcasts leave a rating and a review you can find me on social media at Will Sterling underscore Christian's on there at Christian DMZ if you're listening to the show you fucking already know I wonder if there's like a casual listener popping into the Blackcast or like episode 257 like what's the Blackcast all about let me maybe, come in at maybe 250 some, episodes maybe you'll get some cross promotion from Red Circle Sports <laughs> or something oh that's possible if he plugs it on there yeah listen to Red Circle Sports that's Dennis's new podcast over on Podcast One that Christian is a co-host on and I'm producing for all of us here at Blackcast Nation for Lucy, Lucy, and Felix, and Felix, and Dave, Dave the, the dog. dog, whose ears perked up. He did. <laughs> All right, bye, bye. bye.